Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 33, verse 11 says, Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? There are going to be numerous people who are not going to be able to access the kingdom of heaven. Instead, they'll be cast away from God's presence into a burning lake of fire. But this isn't God's first choice. God wants to save us. A desire that is openly displayed through the mercy bestowed upon us through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Remember that Jesus could have called down legions of angels and destroyed this world when he was crucified on the cross. But he didn't. The world is standing here today because of God's long-suffering and patience. God didn't create the world and everything in it for the sole purpose of destroying it. He doesn't want people to, anybody to perish. He wants them to repent. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Acts 17, verse 30 says, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. It is the lack of repentance which is the reason for the eventual downfall of mankind. God cares for this world. His own son Jesus laid down his own life for this world, but because of the refusal of some to repent and to turn away from their sins, the end result is going to be their own damnation. At the judgment, nobody's going to ever be able to say that God didn't love them because he has proven his love to this entire world time and time again. The lake of fire is reserved for those who love their sins more than God, a place of eternal punishment for people who chose not to repent. Matthew 4 verse 17 says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The path of repentance begins with contrition and godly sorrow. If you're never really sorry for the wrongs that you have committed, how can you ever turn from them and do the right thing? Pride will result in an, an obstinate refusal to apologize to God or others. If godly sorrow is present in someone's heart, it can result in a change of direction, a change of habits, and a change of your lifestyle. 2 Corinthians 7.10 For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation not to be repentant of. But the sorrow of this world worketh death. Repentance is being filled with a heartfelt desire to do the will of God rather than your own. Matthew 21.28-32 But what think you? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father. They say unto him the first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily, I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him. This change of direction must take place in a person's heart to obtain salvation. Sin is only going to lead to death, and those who choose to remain in them 
will perish along with them. Luke 13, verse 3. I tell you, nay, but except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. One of the greatest examples of repentance found in Scripture is the life of the Apostle Paul. His life went through a complete transformation, and he had the works to prove it. Acts 26, verse 20, But showed first unto them of Damascus, and at Jerusalem, and throughout all the coasts of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, and turn to God, and do works meet for repentance. Outward works of obedience are the proof that God's sanctifying grace is working inside of your heart. Ephesians 4 verse 28 says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things, uh, thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. To repent means to turn from evil works to good works. It means to change from disobedience to obedience. Without the outward display of these activities, faith is dead. And although forgiveness is a free gift that we cannot earn, it is our works that prove that repentance is truly happening within our hearts. James 2, 17 through 24, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, a vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. The refusal for people to repent is so serious that it can destroy their relationship with God. God won't even listen to their prayer until they first turn from their sins. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, which are called by my own name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Lasting repentance requires genuine humility and contrition in the presence of God. James 4, 8-10 through 10, Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. The punishments for refusing to repent and being reconciled to God's will are clear and concise and just. Second Peter 2 verse 6 says, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example uh, unto those that after should live ungodly. You know, God loves this world so much that he sent his only begotten son to turn this world away from sinful living. Acts 3, verse 26, Unto you, first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Turning from sin is required to obtain eternal life, and repentance must happen. Otherwise, people are going to perish before God can forgive you. 
before God can heal you, before he can lift you up, you must first learn to humbly get down. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.